Welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Bad Axe is brought to you by the Podmoth Media Network. Check out Podmoth for more great podcasts. If you would like to support Bad Axe and get bonus content, visit our Patreon at patreon.com backslash badaxepod. You can also click the link in the show notes. Memberships start at just $1, and you can binge several months' worth of bonus episodes. If you just want to make a donation to support the show, we also have a Buy Me a Coffee account, which is linked in the show notes. It's buymeacoffee.com backslash badaxpod. And you can also support us for free by leaving a review and telling a friend about us. Now on to today's case. Today, we are back in India in April 2012 for the conclusion of what happened to Sheena Dasbora. If you have not listened to the last episode, please go back and do that before proceeding because otherwise you are going to be super confused. We left off with Indrani Mukherjee inviting her 24-year-old daughter, Sheena Daspora, to meet up in a city called Bandra. Indrani claimed that she wanted to make peace after years of mistreating Sheena and denying that she was Sheena's mother. Going into the meeting, Sheena appeared to believe that Indrani was sorry for interfering with her daughter's relationship with her stepbrother Rahul and for trying to break them up. On the evening of April 24, 2012, Rahul dropped Sheena off in front of a sari shop in Bandra to meet her mother. The plan was for them to get a sari as an engagement present because, as you know, Sheena was planning to get married to Rahul and they had been telling their family members about this. Yeah. After that meeting, though, she disappeared. Oh, no. Yeah, so this is obviously a red flag that she went to meet her mother and now she's gone forever. Yep, that is a big old red flag. But there was one final trace of Sheena. Well, kind of. Her job called her cell phone when Sheena didn't show up to work, and someone answered claiming to be Sheena. Uh Uh-oh. This woman told Mumbai Metro One that Sheena was going to be taking some time off. And shortly after, Mumbai Metro One received Sheena's job resignation letter. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Now, something disturbing happened about a month later. But, unfortunately, nobody realized that it was connected to Sheena's case. Because, on May 23rd, 2012, someone made a disturbing discovery. They found burnt remains in the woods of Penn, which is a nearby city. Yeah, that's also a red flag. Yes. Now, authorities recovered these remains after the villagers had complained about a nasty smell. But they had no one to match them to because, even though it had been a month since Sheena had disappeared, no one had reported her missing. Which is also a red flag, in my opinion. Yes. Now, authorities did not even bother trying to figure out what happened to the burnt body or who the person was in life. They determined that someone must have just abandoned the body they didn't want to deal with so they buried the remains and forgot about them. Now, later, allegations would come up that officers ignored the burnt body on orders from a higher-up in the police organization, who some suggest was bribed to cover up the crime. But there is no proof of this. There are just reports. Yeah, but I can understand why there would be reports about that. Mm-hmm. Because who's, who finds a burned-up body and is like, oh, this is random, this is cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this is, this is a thing that happens. 
Yeah, it is extremely suspicious. I mean, I, I kind of understand that it's possible that maybe other people dump bodies so they don't have to bury them or, like, pay for some type of funeral situation. But, I mean, this bag was in a piece of suitcase. This body was in a piece of suitcase and burned up. It's very suspicious. Oh, yeah. Now, despite her disappearance, no one officially reported Sheena missing in 2012. And it's not that Sheena's friends and family forgot about her. That's far from the truth. Peter, people did ask about Sheena, especially her boyfriend, Rahul. But Andrani always had some sort of answer. Of course she did. And now these answers did not always make sense. And some people noticed conflicting explanations. Not only that, but Andrani also had kept Sheena's phone and this helped her to continue the lies. Because she used it to pose as Sheena initially and she sent messages to people about leaving town. She even, as Sheena, broke up with Rahul and told him that she never wanted to see him again. Right, which is not suspicious at all either. Now, let's talk about some of these lies that she told. At one point, Andrani told a very persistent Rahul that Sheena had decided to elope with a man who had a Bentley. That's a weird detail. It's a weird detail. It is a very weird detail. She claimed that Sheena had met this man with the Bentley and the couple had moved to Nagpur together to start a new life. Now, since Rahul is a normal person, he was able to quickly recognize the absurdity of this lie. Yeah, absolutely it is. But again, it's hard for him to disprove them when the, her mother sister is telling this to people. <laughs> like, Ndrani has, is coming from a position of power to as she's telling, like, other people and other family members and the police that Sheena has left. Yeah. Now, similarly, she also told multiple people, including Sheena's biological father, that Sheena had moved to the United States to start a new life. And, again, these are two separate lies. Like, how is she going to be starting a new life with Bentley Guy and going to the U.S. to, to study? Yeah. N- these are two different things. Absolutely. There. But it's hard for anyone to, again, go to the police and say, this is a lie. Because, again, Andrani has a close relationship to to Sheena, in theory, according to her own self. <laughs> and people are believing her over other people. Yep. So, like, because Rahul and also the father, Siddhartha Das, they are in communication with each other during this time. And so they know that they're both being told different stuff, but there's no way for them to, to actually prove that Andrani is lying. Right, yeah. Now, during this time, some of Sheena's friends say that they heard rumors of Sheena being locked away in a mental hospital. No one, though, thought that there was any chance that she was dead. According to a lot of sources, Andrani's husband, Peter, who is Rahul's father, actually helped keep up this charade because Peter supposedly lied to Rahul as necessary to redirect him from Sheena's murder as well. That's messed up. So as a result, like, Rahul had not a lot of ground to stand on because Peter's also backing up these lies. Yeah. Now, according to Peter... He was not lying on purpose. He claims that he actually believed all the bullshit that Andrade told him and that he was just repeating what she said. Well, he certainly believed a lot of her bullshit up to now. Yeah, and it's later it would become very hard to prove exactly what happened with Peter. Yeah. Now, despite all these conflicting accounts, people who love Sheena had no way of proving that Andrade was lying because, again, how do you prove that someone's not in America? That's true. So, at this point, we have Sheena's job resignation and the fact that she was going on this leave it's possible that she left on her own, or at least that's what the police are thinking. Right. Because within a week of Sheena's disappearance, the lies had already started to weigh on Rahul, and he is talking to her father, and he's saying, we have to do something. 
Now, although accounts differ about how this went down, allegedly, Rahul, Mikkel, and Das all at one point have said that they tried to tell police that Sheena was missing. And at one point, the trio even said that they went together to the police station in Worley, where Indrani lived at the time, to tell them that Sheena was missing. But the police did not take them seriously. And part of the reason why is because Indrani was operating a step ahead of them. She's playing 4D chess at this point. And she had gone to the police and she had already told the police that Rahul was stalking Sheena and that Sheena had gone to the U.S. to study to get away from Rahul. Man, that's some villainous shit. Yeah, it is. So when he goes to the police and says, you know, Sheena's missing, Andrani's lying, like, where is she? Did she do something to her? The police are like, oh, this is that stalker guy. Like, he's trying to get to her, and the girls in America, we need to just be like, no. Yeah, exactly. So as a result, no report ever gets taken of Sheena being missing. Yeah. For three entire years, the burnt remains remained a mystery, and so did Sheena's whereabouts. Most people did not even know that Sheena was Andrani's daughter at that point. Jesus. Which is wild to me. Yeah, absolutely it is. Then, in 2015, the case burst into the light because a tipster made an anonymous call to police. Mumbai Police Commissioner Rakesh Maria received that call. The tipster told him that Sheena Dasbora had been missing for three years and implied that something had happened to her. At that point, the police commissioner ordered an investigation into Sheena's murder. Since her last movements were to meet her mother, police soon started looking at Indrani. Now, again, they still think that Indrani is Sheena's sister, but they're like, that's obviously a red flag, right? Big old red flag. But they did not want to tip her off, so they started surveilling her. Unfortunately, this does not seem to have helped them gather many clues, but they did have a trick up their sleeve. Oh, hi! If you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation, check out Anything Bones, now part of the Podmoth Network. Hey, Boneheads, I'm Sophie Schwartz. And I'm Caitlin Hart. And we're the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. Sophie? What are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs. Bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. As it turns out, her former driver, Shyamvar Rai, wasn't exactly a squeaky clean guy. Surprise. Surprise. By 2015, Rai had connections to illegal arms deals, so police brought him in on those charges on August 21st, 2015. 
But they didn't just focus on that case. They also questioned Rai about Sheena's murder. Under interrogation, he confessed to his part in Sheena's murder. Nice. He told police everything, including who masterminded the conspiracy. And I'm sure you can guess who that is. Oh, yeah. It's Indrani. Yep. He also implicated Kana. Based on Rai's confession, police arrested Indrani Mukherjee at her home on August 25th, 2015. So this is almost exactly three years after Sheena's murder. Yeah. At first, she denied killing Sheena. However, police had some tricks up their sleeve. They brought Rai into the interrogation room and had him repeat everything that he told them in front of Indrani. And at that point, she allegedly started crying and admitted to her role in the crime. Keep in mind, the police actually thought that Sheena was Indrani's sister during most of this initial investigation. It wasn't until Mikhail came forward and told them that Sheena was actually Indrani's daughter that they figured out the truth of their relationship. Yeah. And then, during their investigation, they also recovered that email where she explicitly tells Sheena and Mikhail that they are supposed to be pretending to be her siblings. Yeah, so now they have some hard evidence of that. Yes, yep. and this is wild because at first, when this starts being reported, it's being reported as that former executive, Indrani Mukherjee, killed her sister, or might have killed her sister. And then there's the big bombshell that Sheena was actually her daughter, and the whole case takes a whole new life on. Oh, yeah. At this point, Peter finally became convinced that Sheena was actually Indrani's daughter. So after all this time of denying it, he told reporters later that because the police were saying it was true, that was the moment that he believed it. That's, I mean, it's good that he finally accepted the truth, but it's kind of a weird time, don't you think? I mean, like, I Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems to me like he should have figured it out a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. I have to remind myself, though, that if you've ever known someone who is married to a narcissist or someone who is manipulative, that they start to get drawn into these lies. And it does not matter what they see. It's just they can't they can't overcome the lie. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think we've all known someone in our lives. I mean, I know I can think of some people. I'm not going to say who they are, but I know some people who are in this situation. And they do. They just, they, they can't, like, break past that lie and if you try to explain to them they just get mad at you so all you can do is just kind of watch it happen yeah and i kind of think that's where peter was because he's so like into indrani that he doesn't see any of these other things that are happening the day after indrani's arrest they arrested sanjeev khanna her ex-husband which was on august 26 2015 Police believe Kana agreed to help with the murder because Indrani said that Sheena's marriage to Rahul would cut their daughter Vidi out of her fair share of the inheritance. Right, so it's a m- money as, as the motive. Yeah, they think that's Kana's motive to help with the murder. Because otherwise, it's, it's freaking weird yeah. for an ex-husband to help his ex-wife. He does this a lot, though. I mean, he also helps with Mikhail. I had a hard time deciding on what order to tell you this story in because I kind of wanted to refer to him as her henchman. <laughs> earlier when he was helping get Mikkel sent off to the mental hospital. But I didn't want to, like, spoiler. But, yeah, he's basically her henchman even after they get divorced, which is so freaking weird, especially considering the fact that he literally lost his child, essentially, because she moved away with his baby and then told the baby that another man was her father, essentially. And yet he still helps her. It's It's very weird. Very weird. Even after the arrest, police were still piecing together what happened to Sheena. So, they decided to recreate the crime with help from their suspects. 
To do this recreation, police drove Mukherjee, Kana, and Rai out to the city of Penn, where they'd found Sheena's body on August 30th, 2015. That's how they learned the despicable details of Indrani's twisted plan. Now, all of this is kind of alleged still because of the way court cases work over there, which we will get to in a minute, so keep that in mind as we go through these details. Back in April 2012, Andrani decided to get rid of the thorn in her side that was her older daughter, but she couldn't do it alone. She needed help and possible scapegoats. Andrani allegedly recruited her driver Shamvar Rai and her ex-husband Sanjeev Khanna to help her kill Sheena. She outlined the murder plot with them over Skype. Really? Yeah, and there's some Skype evidence. I which bet is there ridiculous. is. Yeah. The plot began with Sheena meeting Indrani outside the sari shop in Bandra. Indrani invited her daughter inside the shop to buy a sari and gave her that glass of water. But Indrani wasn't being kind. She had spiked her daughter's glass with a sedative, so soon Sheena became drowsy. And once she started to nod off, Indrani casually walked Sheena to her car, where Rai and Kana waited. Now, Rai was obviously in the driver's seat, and Kana was in the passenger seat, so Andrani just sort of manipulated Sheena's body into the back seat and got back there with her. Then she asked Rai to start driving. He drove Sheena, Andrani, and Kana down an isolated rural road in Bandra. When they reached a secluded private spot, the conspirators attacked. Rai and Kana held Sheena down while her mother strangled her. Andrani squeezed all of the life out of her oldest daughter, watching the light fade from her eyes. After the murder, Rai drove Andrani back to her home. The trio put Sheena's body in a suitcase that Andrani had actually bought for this purpose. That's terrible. That's really just a terrible thing yeah. to do. Yeah, she literally bought a suitcase to dispose of her daughter. That sucks. Then they stuffed the suitcase in the trunk of the car where the body remained overnight. Jesus. Yeah, so they're just, like, sleeping. This body is outside. It's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, that's so cold-blooded. Now, the next part of their murder plan began early the next morning because it was time to dispose of the body. This part is kind of disturbing to me because they piled back into the car with Sheena's corpse. She was in the suitcase, remember? They take her out and put her between them in the back seat. So, Rai, the driver, is up front driving the car, but Kana... And Andrani are sitting in the back seat with Sheena propped up like she's kind of sleeping against the back seat in the middle between them. That's disturbing. Yes. It's absolutely, it's mind-boggling. I'm not even sure how you would even, like, do that since she'd been in the in the suitcase. Yeah. But there's multiple reports of this happening. And they explained in police interviews that the reason why they made this choice is because after they woke up in the morning... Andrani became worried that they would get stopped by police at some point or that there would be police checkpoints and they needed to have some sort of like explanation for why she was there and like they didn't want her to be in the suitcase and get caught with it. So this way they could just say, oh, this is my sister. She's sleeping instead of having to worry about answering questions. And also there's some they were for some reason going down an HOV lane at one point and I'm not sure why because here HOV means two people but they are worried about getting stuck and like getting caught going through the HOV lane with like not enough people so having three people in the back seat somehow made that better huh interesting yeah that was also one of the excuses given so it's it was a weird choice but that's what they did Rai drove toward a town in the neighboring district which is outside of Mumbai and this town that they were going to was called Penn. And that's the one we've been talking about, where they disposed of the body. Yep. 
Now, coverage of Sheena's murder describes Penn as a really small area, and at one point, there's some places have described it as obscure, but it has a population of around 38,000, which is pretty decently sized, and it appears to be a really vibrant area culturally. Um, and just as a side fact, apparently it's a hub for the making of idols of Ganesh, which is the elephant-headed god in Hinduism, which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Now, part of the reason why they chose Pin, though, is that it also has a lot of farmland and forests. And it's this forested area, which is where they are driving so that they can dispose of this body. Now, they drove until they reached a steep drop-off. And at that point, they pulled over and they put Sheena's body back in that suitcase. And then they shoved the suitcase down the decline. But that was not enough. Yep. Because if you recall, the body was burnt. At that point, while Sheena's body was resting at the bottom of the drop-off, the trio poured an entire can of gasoline on her and then set her on fire. That's, ugh, there's no need for that. It's just terrible. It's disgusting. Yes, it is. Well, after they did this, Andrani got back into her car, feeling like a weight had been lifted off her shoulders. She believed that all evidence of Sheena's existence would burn up in that fire. And she would never, ever have to deal with her daughter again. At the time of Sheena's murder, Andrani's husband, Peter, was actually in London. And so he had no actual role in this murder for sure. But later, police would allege that she had told him all about the murder at every stage and that he had offered advice. Now, it's unclear if this happened, and we're going to talk about that more uh, because I think it's important to wait based on the timeline. Because Peter is about to be brought in for questioning. Police believe he's involved. They bring him in for questioning in September 2015, and they claim that he confessed to having some sort of role in, like, the planning or the advice giving on September 3rd of 2015. However, Peter has maintained his innocence, and most people believe that Peter is innocent. He actually said that he did not even know that Sheena was Andrani's daughter. He just believed all of her lies, and he was able to even show emails that he had supported Rahul's decision to marry Sheena. So, like, what is his motive here? I mean, if he's supporting his son, like, why would he do this? Good point. Um, on the other hand, he did tell, allegedly, at least one officer that he knew about the plot. And he supposedly knew that Kana and Andrani were working together on a special project that weekend and had rented a car for it. Now, it does seem, like, very suspicious that her, his wife is hanging out with her ex and he wouldn't ask questions. But maybe he thought it was a business project. And I don't want to spoil or anything, but he does end up going to jail while they're trying to figure out in the court system, what to do about him. Right. The Central Bureau of Investigation, or CBI, took over the case on September 18th, 2021. But the more they investigated, the more twisted the story got. Because they discovered that, according to them, Andrani had actually initially planned to kill both Sheena and Mikkel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently, she had purchased two of the same suitcases, and that those were both intended to transport the bodies of both children. That would make sense. Andrani and Kana had even invited Mikkel to meet them on April 24th as well, which was the same day that Sheena disappeared. He thought that they were supposed to be sorting out some family stuff. So he went out for a drink with Kana. Now remember, Sheena was out for a drink with Andrani. So Mikkel goes out with Kana, and he did spike Mikkel's drink to try to get control over him and get him back to the car. However, the plan failed, and it's unclear how, but Mikkel managed to escape. It sounds like from reports that he was left alone for a short period of time, and that's how he got away. Good for him. He ended up going back to his hometown, where his grandparents still lived, to try to get away from all this. Good for him. Yeah, so he, like, runs to safety. And that's partly why he was so suspicious 
of Sheena's disappearance because he knows that's the same day he was supposed to go meet them. That's a red flag. That's a big old red flag. Exactly. Now he has, again, no proof that he was like, his drink was spiked, but obviously he's feeling suspicious because he could feel something was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Now, because he escaped into his grandparents' house, he actually survived this murder plot. And later, police were able to recover that twin suitcase that was the same one that's used to dispose of Sheena from Indrani's home. Yeah. So that's like further evidence they claim that she did it because it matches the same suitcase. Exactly. The CBI filed a first information report, also called an FIR, against Indrani, Kana, and Rai on September 30th, 2015. And I'm sure most of our listeners don't know what that is because I had not known what it is. An FIR is an initial written police complaint that is filed in India when authorities believe that you had committed an offense. Um, so this is kind of like charging in a way. Makes sense. But there's also, like, later, there's charging is also done, too. Then, on November 19th, 2015, police filed charge sheets against the trio and Sheena's murder. However, this isn't the official charging because they have to do that in the courts. There's, like, a bunch of layers. Additionally, authorities finally arrested Peter in November around the same time they were issuing those charge sheets. And the court officially charged Andrani and Peter with murder kidnapping, disposing of evidence, or giving false statements, and conspiracy in Sheena's case on January 17, 2017. At that hearing for them to be charged, Andrani informed the court that she wanted to divorce Peter. So this has to suck for Peter because he's getting charged with the crimes that he wasn't even there for and being told that his wife is divorcing him. That is a bad day, yeah. It is a very bad day. Additionally, Rai and Kana are charged with those charges as well. A few months later, in November 2017, Andrani revealed a new strategy for beating the charges against her. She actually decided to blame Peter for killing Sheena. Uh, And remember, Peter literally wasn't even there, so I'm not really sure how that's possible. Exactly. The case took a crazy turn in April 2018 when Andrani then attempted suicide. She swallowed a handful of antidepressants, but doctors were able to save her. And around this same time, an unlikely witness came forward with new evidence. Because Indrani's personal assistant had a secret. This personal assistant was called Kajal Sharma. And she confessed to police that she had actually been the person who signed Sheena's resignation papers from Mumbai Metro 1 back in May 2012. And she also confirmed that Indrani is the one that made her do it to cover up Sheena's disappearance. And police investigated this and were able to prove that she was telling the truth. Uh, So at this point, the case against Andrani is getting really tight because they have the suitcase, they have the assistant, they have her meeting him because Rahul actually dropped her off to meet her mom, so he knows for sure that's where she went. There's a lot of evidence that's pointing to her, and she's refusing to admit that she did it. She still maintains her innocence as this all goes on. Wow. Now, the trial officially started in late 2018, so this has been like three years building to get to this trial. Sheena's father, Das, testified for the prosecution, though he almost missed court for lack of funds. Uh, they eventually did get him to court and he testified with, and his testimony did conflict with some of his prior statements because he tried to say that he didn't know that Sheena disappeared until 2015 when he saw it on the news, but phone records were able to show that he did discuss the disappearance with Rahul and that he was at one point reporting Sheena missing or at least trying to. So it's unclear exactly why he said that. But keep in mind, though, that the police did believe that Sheena was in the U.S. and Andrani had told that to Das. So it makes sense that he would believe that she was telling the truth, possibly, and maybe initially thought she was missing and then thought, no, she went to the U.S. and then found out on the news that she was missing. Yeah. And there was actually a period of time after Sheena's case became famous 
that he, nobody even knew that was her father. He had to come forward and, like, identify him. So it was this whole big spectacle of, like, oh, no, like, this isn't her sister. This is her daughter. But who's the dad? And then he's come forward and said, I'm the dad. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was, like, a whole spectacle. Oh, yeah. Now, prosecutors have actually been calling witnesses in Sheena's case from late 2018 until August of 2021. That is right. This trial has been going on for that long. Wow. That is a long trial. Sanjeev Rai, the driver, as it turns out, though, is already out of jail. Fun fact, he got out of jail, like, really soon after all this went down. Because he did something that's called turning an approver. What it means is that you admit your part in a crime and you get a lesser sentence. Now, this doesn't always work out. Essentially, it's like a plea deal. But the way that it works in India is usually if you admit your part in the crime, you get a lesser sentence than what that crime usually gets. But the court can turn around on you and and not do that and just basically be like, we got you. (laughs) And you can get like the full sentence or more. Like it could go either way. It appears that in most cases you get a lighter sentence, but it can backfire. And I think they do that so that people don't always do it. So they don't always get out of trouble. Yeah. Um, And also they don't want people to do like really terrible stuff like murder a bunch of people and then be like, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. And get off in five years or something. Yeah, that makes sense. He did admit, allegedly, what he did, and he got out of jail in May 2016 on the agreement that he would testify for the prosecution. Now, after this happened, more wild accusations came from Andrani because she came out and said that Rai tried to extort money from her, saying that he wouldn't testify against her if she paid him. And her goal here is to make him look like he's lying. So she's saying, oh, look how, look how unreliable he is. He said that if I pay him, he won't testify. And she even tried to say that he lowered the offer. Like, oh, I want this amount of money. Oh, no, I'll take this amount of money. But keep in mind, he gets out of jail on the condition that he testified against her. Like, why would he possibly take money for that? It, yeah. And this is what people are asking. Like, she she does not look credible in this situation. But this is one of the accusations she throws out about yeah. this. She's just desperate and trying to do anything she can to save mm-hmm. herself. Yeah. Exactly. Now, she even at one point tries to say that she's fearing for her life. Which While sounds she's like in bullshit. prison, yeah. I mean, she may have been, but still, it's like we're not letting you out. Basically, is what the court is saying. Yeah. Meanwhile, Peter actually got out of jail on bail on March twentieth, twenty twenty, and at that point, he had served prison for four years. His marriage to Andrani was over because their divorce had been finalized in October twenty nineteen, and at first, he could not contact his children while he was out on bail. But fortunately, he did eventually get cleared. In March 2021, the court officially found that Peter did not participate in the crime and he is officially free as of now. Meanwhile, Andrani had actually started pushing to get bail and release around the same time that Peter did. But her case stayed in the courts for longer than his. And on July 24th, 2021, the court officially issued a ruling in her bail case. And they ended up refusing her bail, saying that evidence shows that Andrani participated in abducting, murdering, and disposing of her daughter. And also, Sanjeev Khanna has also been denied bail for the same reasons. So those who are both in jail still, Andrani actually got COVID in jail in April 2021. She had a confirmed COVID case, but she was able to survive that. And then in August 2021, in more late news, uh, the Central Bureau of Investigation, or CBI, officially ended their query into Sheena's murder, but the trial part is still ongoing. And it's unclear when that is going to resolve because they're just going to court as people can come in and testify and stuff. There's not like an end date. 
Yeah. Yeah, and so based on the bail hearings, uh, it looks like Indrani and and Kana are both going to sit in there until there's a final verdict. Meanwhile, Indrani's youngest daughter, her favorite, Vidi, has released a memoir called Devil's Daughter, which came out in August 2021. At this time, I think you can only buy it in India because I tried really hard to get this book, y'all. I went to Amazon. I was like all over the book sites. All I could find was like the Indian edition. It's in English, but it's only sold in India, allegedly, according to the internet that I was on. On American Amazon, I could not find it. I finally found it by searching other terms and I managed to get to the page on Indian Amazon and it was in their currency and everything. Like I couldn't get it and I was so sad. (laughs) Yeah, that is sad. I tried to read it for you, so I'm sorry. I read some excerpts. She has had a really rough time since all this and has a really obviously not great relationship with her mother even though she still kind of believes in her mother and wants a relationship with her even though bad things have happened between them at the time of her parents arrest Vidi was just 17 years old and she was actually about to turn 18 the next day so it's had a really bad effect on her literally when her parents were arrested she was about to turn 18 and go to university in England so she's feeling like super jazzed up She had spent, like, most of her her education going to boarding schools and had been in international schools before. So this wasn't, like, new for her to be in England. But just the excitement of getting this first start of this elite education was exciting for her. Yeah. Then her parents are arrested. And even though she is really, really close to Peter and always has thought of Peter as her father and he loves her the same as a biological daughter, despite this, she claims that his family did not accept her after the arrest because of her connection to her mother. And they basically hated Indrani. Because like he basically ruined their lives. Yeah, of course. And so because of that, Vidi has struggled with her mental health. And she has gone through bouts of depression and panic attacks. And she wrote that she felt like people even blamed her for her mother's actions. Which is ridiculous. Absolutely. And despite their poisonous past though, Vidi does still talk to her mother on the phone. And she hopes that their relationship can get better. She has said that her mother says that she'll like prove her innocence to her. And I gather from reading what she's written that it doesn't seem like she necessarily believes that, but that she still has, like, hope that things will get better. Like I said before, as of September 2021, Indrani and Sanjeev are still in jail, and because the inquiry is closed, it's possible that we'll never know the full truth of what happened. It appears that Indrani and Sanjeev plan to take those secrets to their graves. This officially concludes, though, our coverage of the Sheena Das Bora case. I personally thought that this case was absolutely insane yes it was and i know that there's like even more stuff that you can get into out there i researched so many hours and hours and hours and hours i just was trying to unravel because the way that the information comes out it's just nuts like if you follow it from the beginning to the end like there's like little bits and pieces of the story that are all over the place that you have to kind of combine together (laughs) to make like one big piece and it's kind of like a it goes all over the country in a way too I mean, not really because India is so big, but... It went to very many different places in India. Yes, I had a lot of fun learning about the different cities. There was definitely some time that I spent looking at some of these cities and their pictures and a lot of really gorgeous areas that all this is happening, especially where they ended up dumping the body. Like, newspaper articles, if you read those, kind of make it sound like this little nothing area or like this kind of underdeveloped... It's kind of hard to describe kind of remote and like icky in a way but it doesn't really seem that that's the truth based on actually looking at pictures of the city and like stories about the city and descriptions of the city it seems like a really really cool place yeah absolutely 
And so I don't know. I think it's a little bit of armchair travel that pandemic fantasy vacations. There you go. At some point, I would like to go to India and like check out all the cool stuff. That'd be nice. Hashtag goals, right? Hashtag goals. All right. Well, if you would like to listen to more Bad Axe, please join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Pod for just $1 or more if you like. There's different plans. Uh, we have a lot of cases there for you already. And if you want to just easily click there, there's a link in our show notes. Uh, you can also help Bad Axe by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also like and follow us. That'd be awesome. We would also appreciate it if you told a friend about us. You can connect with us on social media at Bad Axe Pod. We are most active on Instagram. Oh, I should have told everyone we have a TikTok. We've had a TikTok now for a little bit, and there's TikToks there. So if you want to find us on TikTok at Bad Axe Pod, you can watch me talk about true crime. Yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah, you should. You can see my face, and it's it's like my dumb face. Yeah, you should definitely check it you out. You should look at my dumb face. Her beautiful face. Thank you. If you have feedback, comments, or case suggestions, you can email us at badxpod at gmail.com. No one has done it yet. I do think that we've had, I know we've had at least one negative review that I think could have been an email. So if that's you, if you're thinking like, I would like to tell them something and complain about it, could you please send us the email? It would be great. Absolutely. Uh, at badxpod at gmail.com. We made it for you. Just for you. There you go. Only for you. Also, Aaron, could you please tell them about the websites? We have a great website for you guys. It's called badxpod.com. Go check it out. There's a tree on it. There's a tree. There's a tree on it. There's a tree, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.